Thanks for listening to the Campus Collective Podcast. As always, we pray that this resource is a helpful supplement for you as a follower of Jesus and as an active member in your local church. We love God's design for His church, and we believe that this resource could never substitute the incredible things that come from active involvement with a community of believers. Campus Collective is a ministry of Huntington Community Church. To learn more, visit our website at HuntingtonCommunityChurch.com. Hello and welcome back to our podcast series, 95 Meditations Through Colossians. Happy Tuesday. I'm your host, Andrew Callahan. I'm back once again with my friend, Tony Pagan, truth number 87 today. Tony, how are you? What do you got to share for us? I'm doing pretty good today. Today, is our truth comes out of Colossians 4, verse 6. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. And this ties it back into five, which is walking wisdom. We talked about last episode that, you know, how to redeem our time. But one of the best ways to redeem our time is how do you talk to people? And how do you talk to people around you? And I think that no mistake that Paul put that right there in between this longer section about muscles and stuff and how to build walls and what it means to be where you're at in life and mm-hmm. then to worship God in that and then moving into more instructions that he gives speech of his own voice, just what I said about speech. And I think that's important. When we think about speech, we got to think about what that means. It means what, how we talk about stuff and what we talk about. Mm-hmm. And so like in our speech for Christian, a lot of time we would say we talk about the gospel. Well, okay, do you talk about the gospel? Do you actually explain the gospel? Then just say, I believe in the gospel. Well, I believe the gospel. Well, what is the gospel? Like, our speech here, I think Paul is making it clear that we're not just talking for the sake of talking, but we're trying to talk in a way that has a purpose, seasoned, as he would say, with salt, so that we may be able to answer the individual. And I ought to answer, know how to, ought to answer someone, and I think it's important too, just the idea that I, I personally, Christians should know how to answer most questions you want across, because really, the Bible is a book about God's relationship to us, and it talks a lot about us mm-hmm. in a way that, like, yeah, I mean, I, I can kind of see how we can talk about us and how we can address our issues as mankind, as people, our struggles and our worries and anxieties. We can actually speak to that in a way that actually is, like, helpful, not just, like, a counselor, like, it'd be okay, take 10 deep breaths, but, like, actually impactful, like, God is in you. God is strengthening you to you to overcome that particular trial or suffering. And that kind of world changes then. Because then you're not a counselor. You're actually an ally, a friend, mm-hmm. an actual advocate for the person in their struggles. In a way that point them to Jesus and not to you as some kind of like healer or some kind of like, like clergyman. But you are actually like attempting to help someone with your worlds get out of whatever what they may be in to something else, to walking with Jesus more. Hmm. I'm kind of curious. It's, it's kind of a strange phrase. It says, yeah. season with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. So you've kind of talked about the context of like, okay, so what this can mean is uh, Christians, since we have the Word of God, at least in our context, we have easy access to the Word of God. We ought to understand that we have in our hands the resource to answer many of humankind's questions pertaining to what it means to be human, what it means to relate to God. What do you think uh, it, 
it, when he, when Paul here says how to answer each person, do you think he has in mind like particular maybe like apologetic questions? Is it like uh, personal questions? Do you think he's questions in general, or maybe I, I'm kind of curious. I do think there might be a, a connection here between integrity, maybe with the way he says, "Let your speech always be gracious, so that you may know how to answer each person." What What are you? What are your thoughts on yeah. that? I would say, and I would think that the scripture make it pretty clear that. Uh, how do you ought to answer each person? You read the rest of the letter, probably not really concerned about whether or not you know the how to explain everything mm-hmm. in a theological or apologetic way, though that is helpful to some situations when you're talking to someone that maybe had need to answer someone. Mm-hmm. But I think you really concerned about the person. I like that the Greek there is a singular person. So when Paul is making it so that anyone you talk to that you are gracious with enough and seasoned enough that you can actually speak truth to that particular person. Mm. And that, I think, is really awesome and radical when you talk about someone, because then you can actually focus on someone as where they come from. And I think that's the most, the most powerful thing about the gospel anyway, the fact that it gets to you, regardless of where you're at, the gospel just gets to you. It, it, when someone speaks it to you, they're speaking it to you and into yeah. their life. And that into their life part, I think what he really means by this, like keeping it seasoned. And so you know all to answer. Because everyone have a question. Like if you are walking with someone who maybe a close family member and you know they have a hard time with particularly why would they follow God they can't see, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, you could explain how God is more than what you can see and not. Mm-hmm. Odin spend the time to show them how God is in their own life so they can see that that walk with God is not just some theological ascent, but an actual practical living. Hmm. There's only possible to born-again believers who are empowered by the Spirit to actually be able to answer someone who's have those kind of questions. Or maybe just the question like, I'm having anxiety. Do you have a friend who you know struggle with anxiety? Maybe they're on anxiety meds and for some reason they keep coming to you, maybe looking for, you know, at least something else in their life. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're not a therapist and not a counselor and not telling you to be, but in a lot of ways we couldn't have the answer to therapy and to counseling someone. We have a God that's comforted, a God that understands suffering, a God that understands anxiety, mm-hmm. a God that understands where truth is coming from, and we can actually communicate that truth. There is a Jesus that relates to someone, and regardless of whether or not you are counseled or not, relatability really does make all the difference when it comes to getting through a suffering or getting through a trial, when someone actually can relate mm-hmm. to you rather than just talk, hey, you'll be okay. Yeah, absolutely. I think you brought up, I don't remember if it was before the podcast started, maybe you and I were just talking, or maybe you mentioned it earlier or yesterday, but you talked about the connection between, in verse uh, 5, walking and, and your speech. So, let your speech always be gracious, walk in wisdom towards outsiders. So, there's this sense of like a lifestyle or, or an orientation he's talking about when he says, he's not talking about uh, a particular speech. He's talking about your manner of speech, the way you speak regularly, daily, in every regard. Let it always be gracious, seasoned with salt. And I think we talked a little bit about, about the the phrase seasoned with salt. I, I'm just kind of curious, what are your thoughts on that phrase, seasoned with salt? I think seasoned with salt is a really interesting phrase. And I mean, I get, I mean, as a non-Christian, 
when I read his verse, when I read the verse before, um, it makes no sense. When I think someone has salty words, I think someone is ready to fight you. Someone, <laughs> someone ready to go at you. Like when you salty with someone, yeah, you're about to try blows. But I think that the idea of that Christians have a way to talk in such a way where their words actually are just more alive. Hmm. Like they're more passionate. They're more like forward to it because we have a higher color and a stronger back into our work. And not just me saying, oh, God loves you. God saying he loves us and losing me to communicate that. Mm-hmm. And so I think it like this awesome privilege of a Christian that your words are actually able to somehow impact someone on a whole different level than you wasn't a Christian. Mm-hmm. Just because you are in Jesus, just because you can season your words in such a way where it tastes about life is just more lively. Because mm-hmm. that's what salt does. It adds liveness to food. Like, yeah, absolutely. I think there's also an interesting connection, and we'll, we'll wrap up here shortly, but uh, what he doesn't simply say is let your words always be correct or true, although that is mm-hmm. obviously all of our words ought to at least be true. He gives us even a higher calling than that, that every word we speak, while it is true, it also ought to be or needs to be gracious, not only correct, but gracious, right? And the graciousness is that I always think this is like that that sense of like understand that you are talking to a person, not an argument. Yeah, wow. and I think that really important when you talk to anyone. Like you are never talking to an argument because if you're talking to an argument. Guess what? You know the person. Mm-hmm. I don't care how good or polished you are. If you are not addressing someone's actual being mm-hmm. and just their intellectual essence. You're wasting no time, Absolutely. which we were told last week not to do. Yeah, there's a quote I've heard. It's like, people aren't often won to Christ by arguments. They're won to Christ yeah. by love, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, we need the truth. We need God's word. Uh, but we ought not to th- be so foolish as to think that if we simply say correct things, no matter how we say it, that it will be meaningful to, to the, those who hear. It needs to be seasoned with salt. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Thank you, Tony, for sharing those thoughts with us. I just want to encourage our listeners, as always, as we're going out, just let our words always be seasoned with salt. Let them always be gracious. I myself, I'm tempted regularly. My wife can tell you, anyone close to me can tell you that I'm often brash with my words, Uh, whether they're true or not, whether my intentions were good or not. I am often brash. I'm often insensitive. Um, and that's, that's sometimes the way I come off. And that's, that's something we often need to sort of strive towards in our sanctification is that we not only need to say what is true, but we need to say it in the manner in which Christ would say it in grace and love. So let's, let's let that be our commission today. And I hope you'll join us tomorrow as we continue through our series, 95 Meditations through Colossians.